Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. And I have perhaps, not even perhaps, definitely my most requested guest. Since the beginning of the podcast, before I even came on to Dear Media, everybody asked me, when are you going to do something with the What We Said Girls? And today we're doing it. So I'm here with JC. Hi, JC. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like our podcasts are like sisters. I feel the same you way. Know? I feel the same way. I Right when you walked in, I said that this is a long time coming because, sure. and I, I need to give a shout out to my best friend. Her name is Kylie. She, when I first started the podcast, so last June, I started it and she was like, you should really, you should really reach out because these girls have a podcast. She's followed you forever. Like all, you know, valiant YouTube channel watcher. Like she loves you. And so she introduced me to you last year and I followed you since then. And I'm like, one day, maybe one day, like I'll be able to do something with them or meet them or whatever. And here we are. The day has come. It is a bucket list item. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm so happy we're doing this. And yeah. we're doing a pod swap. So we're doing a swap. So we're going we're gonna to get both. If you're a, it's people, I feel like listen to both a lot. Like when mm-hmm. I was, when I was looking at people's Spotify wrapped, a lot of them were like, ours like right by each other yes you're like my first your second mine is like way <laughs> above but no what's so funny okay so I had somebody stop me the other day they I was at City Creek and they stopped me and they were like when are you going to talk about the beef that you have with what we said the beef I was like I was like what beef and they were like are you do you guys like beef with each other like you guys don't like each other like what I was like do we not do I not know? Like, Where are they talking? I thought like maybe you guys said something on your podcast. I'm shook. I was like, Never. what beef? And I was so taken aback because I have been obsessed with you guys and been dreaming of collaborating. So in case I anyone am- out there is wondering if we have beef. I am shocked by this information. And also what do these people know that I don't even know? Well, I'm just curious what we could have beef about. Right. Because okay. I can't think of a less, like, I don't, I've never once felt any competition with other podcasts just in general. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're so different. Every Everybody's podcasts are so different. It's not like people only ever listen to one. No. So, yeah. I feel like people. So, do you want to fight? Yeah. Do you wanna, yeah exactly. <laughs> should, we, should we box? <laughs> For sure. Set up a boxing match. I feel like people sometimes, this will happen to me sometimes too, where people will pit me against certain people and I'm like. Mm, that's my friend. Yeah. You're like, like we hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. It is, it is interesting <laughs> so though. Just when you have an internet following people like assign your personality to you yes. before even meeting you or like your friends or how you are in real life. 
And here's something that I want to say about JC. Uh, me and my, you know, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Lucy talk about this all the time because we're obsessed with your TikToks. We, oh, we, so nice. we cry <laughs> laughing. You and Leif, right? Yeah. In his shoes. <laughs> no, I will, I will cry laughing at it. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Every single time it catches me off guard. But there's, there's kind of this thing that happens with influencers when they have a huge following like you do. And there's kind of this veneer over them. Like you don't, you don't really see them like be goofy or like really get to know their personality. They're just, they're very reserved. And it's why you're so much fun to follow because you like your personality is out there. You're goofy. You're funny as hell. Like everything you post, you're just, it's, it's like so rare in a huge influencer. That's so, so nice of you. That's like one of the nicest compliments I've ever really? gotten. So thank you. No, and it's like one of those things I like I have talked about with my friends privately. We're all like JC is one of the only ones that like you actually have fun. Like when you watch her stuff and when she posts, like it's it's the best thing. So that's so nice. I feel like I always say I'm like an oversharer because I don't know. It, it's that that thing people talk about on TikTok where it's like, I wish I could be, be mysterious, but I can't shut up. Like, that's how I feel like I am. Absolutely. Where I'm like, I would love to have this like mysterious persona. Like, I follow certain people where I'm like, they're so cool. I feel that way about like Tezza. Yes, definitely. Just like this like sexy, like quiet. Cool and I'm like, girl. Yeah, like I'm like, what are they What are they like? Like, exactly. what do they do? I know you're, you're friends with her in real life, yes. so you know. But as somebody who's never met her, I'm like, she's like so like smooth and mysterious. Definitely. So, and there's those girls that I like love following because I'm like, I feel that way about yeah, them. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, they're so interesting. Unfortunately, I'm like, that just couldn't <laughs> be me. Like, I've tried that route and I'm just like, I can't shut up. Like, yeah. I can't like... So I feel like TikTok and even when Instagram stories became a thing, which was a little while ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like it allowed me to kind of just be more myself because totally. before on Instagram, it was like you just saw pretty photos. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to get a um, read on who people are. Definitely. But TikTok, first of all, I'm willing to be way more unhinged on TikTok than Absolutely. probably anywhere else. Like I will try, people will be like, you need to repurpose your TikTok to reels for like engagement. And I, I will like think about it. And then I watch the TikTok. I'm like, Absolutely not. That yeah. is not going on my Instagram. <laughs> like no one can see that, but my TikTok followers. Yeah. Anyway. And so. there's still hundreds of thousands yeah. of you, but yeah. the, it is like what people expect from TikTok. And yes. that's why it's so much fun. Yeah. That's why TikTok is like this weird little corner of the internet. That's still fun. Definitely. Like Instagram, it's so daunting in so many ways. And like, even if you, even if you are like open on Instagram, it's still very curated. It is. Like it's all, it's still like that. It's just, it comes naturally. I don't know because I even feel that way. Like on my stories, I'm like really open and stuff, but I still like think a lot about my feed. Like, do I want this on there forever? Right. TikTok, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably like half naked and my crack is out, but yeah. I'm just going to post like, it anyway. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. I know. It's so interesting. Do you feel like you get more anxiety? Do you feel, are you one of those people who gets like anxious and compares yourself to others on like Instagram or not really? So yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say like not as much anymore, but mm-hmm. I think it's just with different things now. Like when I was younger, it was looks and like outfits and now mm-hmm. it's like career and, and accomplishments. Yeah. And you know, like I see people on like, like Tezza on the 30 under 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like two more years. Like they, you know, it's more like that. And I think it's, it's okay. It hasn't, it's not in an unhealthy way. Like I don't obsess over it, but it definitely like enters my mind. Like when I see people starting, you know, businesses and things, I'm like, okay, I'm behind. I need to like do this. I need to work on this. Um, but yeah, I totally feel that as well. I always say I, I don't ever really have a problem comparing like 
my looks or mm-hmm. certain things like that. But it is always like the accomplishments where people are at in their career and totally. things like that. But that to me doesn't happen on TikTok. No, me because neither. Because it's just more fun. So whenever I get on there, I don't have like negative feelings. Like I'm yeah. never scrolling being like, oh, I need to do more. But I Absolutely. do feel that way on Instagram a little bit. Well, and I love something I love about TikTok is that like the more normal like the more people want to watch you. Yes. Like the more, the more like open you are and like dirty your apartment is. And like literally the the lighting does not have to be good. Like it's actually very refreshing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, okay. So you're from Arizona Mm -hmm. and then did you go to BYU? No. So a lot of my friends did. I moved to Utah for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And I like a bunch of my friends were going to school. So Mm -hmm. I lived in student housing. Oh, you did in Provo? Yeah. Where'd you um, live? King Henry. Oh, yeah. Isn't that King student Hen- housing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't go to school. Like anyone who's lived in Provo or done like the Provo thing has like some trauma tied to King Henry. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you know where I lived before that? For like two months? The village. The village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived at the village. I lived Which, at the village the first year it was open. Really? Like it had just opened. I moved in. So I lived at the village. I lived at Alpine Village. Um, and then I lived in like Vineyard. Okay, yeah. But I did so, the whole, the whole Provo thing. So I just did, it's interesting. My time in Utah is like, I, I can't even wrap my mind or remember it because I, it was I so feel that short. Way I've been there for 26 years. So you've, you're born and raised there. I wasn't born there, but I okay. was raised there. raised there. But yeah, I mean, and it's, it's like hard. And here, here's the thing about Utah. I wish it wasn't broken, but Utah's broken. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> like living there is really hard. And I, I don't know. I, I want to, I feel like it's my sibling Mm-hmm. that like I love so much and I want to take care of it and I want it to be good. But also I'm like willing to sit here and say like everything that's wrong with it, mm-hmm. you know, like it can be hard for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm, and I feel like that's kind of where we are. But like when I was in Provo and I was single and everything, that was like, it was so, it was so fun. Like I had a ton of fun and dating was hard and all of that. But now like, as we're getting, you know, going through like different phases of life, I'm like, okay, hey, I don't know if Utah is for us anymore. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like you kind of, I don't know. You kind of graduate from it sometimes. Yeah. You know, I feel that. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that about where they grew up anyway. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. especially Utah though. I think yeah, honestly. it's hard. It's yeah. hard. Like it's, it's just so much different than mm-hmm. everybody, than everywhere else. And it's know? so interesting. I mean, I'm from Gilbert, Arizona, which is similar vibes. ish. Yeah. But it's so interesting when you leave and like start to travel and you realize how much of, of a bubble of like an interesting Definitely. place you grew up in. And I think that's definitely the case in Utah. Yeah. And I used to hate when people were like, you're from Utah. You lived in a bubble. I used to be like, no, we didn't. It's like so cool and all these things. Yeah. And it's like, no, it is. It is its own type of bubble. It so is. is everybody's hometown. So is everyone. But yeah. Yeah. But it is an interesting. It's just not like a place like anywhere else. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Redeeming Love. If you're a fan of romantic movies and love films with beautiful cinematography, then you're going to love Redeeming Love in theaters January 2022. Based on the international best-selling novel by Francine Rivers, the movie takes place during the California gold rush of 1850. It follows the life of Angel, who was the most notoriously sought-after woman in the Sierra Nevada foothills town of Paradise. Right as she was about to give up on finding freedom, Angel meets Michael and encounters a love that's unlike anything she's ever experienced. But shame of her past causes Angel to run away from the very thing she's always wanted. As Michael sets out to find her, Angel discovers there's no brokenness that love can't heal. Redeeming Love featuring Abigail Cohen, Tom Lewis, Nina Dobrev, Eric Dane, and Famke Jansen is rated PG-13 
and premieres January 21st in theaters nationwide. So bring a friend or even your significant other to see Redeeming Love. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit redeeminglovemovie.com. That's redeeminglovemovie.com. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. And what I've noticed, this this is the main thing that I've noticed in Utah and specifically Utah County. And I'm only bringing this up because you've lived there and because so many people who listen are from there. Mm-hmm. But it's um, people like kind of monitor each other. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I like I feel like you kind of not ex- not overtly, but you just feel like everyone's kind of watching what each other's doing a lot more closely than in a big city like L.A. Definitely. Like you walk in somewhere. No one no one pays attention to you here. No one cares where no. you are. But when you when you walk in somewhere in Utah County, it's like everyone's just kind of checking each other. And it's like I, I mean, I know you've talked about this before with like modesty stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I know like when I go to an event, like if I'm in a tank top, somebody's going to notice and it's going to be weird and somebody's right. going to ask a question because well, wait, aren't you Mormon or were you Mormon or what? why are you in a tank top? Like things like that that just aren't going to happen somewhere else in California. I know. You know. And I always say like, that's what I loved about California when we moved here yeah. is I was like, I'm a nobody. And I love that. Like, yeah. Nobody, like the anonymity ne- of yeah, it. It's yeah. It's like nobody's talking to me. I'm not running into someone from high school. And it's like, yes. no one's asking questions. It's just like, I'm just living my life. Yeah. And like you said, no one cares. And this maybe sounds too harsh, but I feel like sometimes like people... In LA, for example, most people are here like following their dreams or grinding mm-hmm. in somewhat. Not everyone. It depends why right, you're but here. I would say like 80% yeah, of but people I'll, are here for that. That's definitely the energy here. And therefore, they don't have time to be like monitoring yeah. you. Whereas I feel like sometimes in these like smaller towns or just like little communities, tight knit communities, I don't want to say people are more bored, but maybe they have more time on their hands yeah. and they're just kind of like. Well, by far, by far, my. <laughs> my meanest demographic like who I get the most mean DMs from is like young I might cut this out but like young moms in Utah yeah like that is by far like my most like they're and I'm always like what are you doing like why are you getting so mad at me like I, I don't hear from any other group more than I hear from them do it, you feel it, that way oh 100% it doesn't surprise me at all yeah. I think that's <laughs> spot on like I'm trying to even find the words to like validate you but I completely agree yeah and it's and that's that's the hard part and yeah I think a lot of people if you grow up Mormon like you are just kind of taught that like you have this thing that like everyone else needs and like you have this Mm -hmm. information and and this stuff that I don't want to say you grow up thinking you're like better than other people but in a way you kind of have this like complex that you're like you yeah, have more information yeah. and like you you know what's right. Right. That's that's Absolutely. what it is. You know what's right and 
and you know what's right for everyone. Like it's, that's kind of just, I mean, that's at least how I feel like I grew up. No, and, of course. I completely agree. And so I think like the reason for that ju- that type of judgment mm-hmm. is because they genuinely believe like they know what the right thing to be doing is. And if you do anything that's like outside of that, they think that you are being a bad example to mm-hmm. people and it offends them. And mm-hmm. like if you can see it from the outside and be like, oh, I actually understand why you think the way you do. Yeah. It doesn't make it like... Okay. Okay. But it does, no, it does help you understand. And I feel like a lot of it, I mean, not the mean DMs, but like the, I feel like it comes from a good place. Like, I don't think anybody is purposely being malicious when they, you know, think that their lifestyle is right. When they think that like the way that they practice their religion or their lifestyle, they think it's the best thing. And I, I hope that people feel that way about their lifestyle, that they think it's the best thing for them. But it's really hard for people to get an objective perspective and think, okay, maybe that's not the best thing for them. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge like shift for me when I realized that like, oh, it's okay that I'm doing something different than them. And I can love what they're doing and like love how they, you know, everything they do in their lifestyle and I don't have to adopt it as my own. Exactly. And I think people who are really happy with their lives and happy from within, like, they genuinely don't need to send mm-hmm. those types of DMs. Like mm-hmm. that's what I always try and just think is if someone is being judgmental toward me in a way that I'm just like, why are you being like that? Yeah. That's so crazy to me. And I take an outside look at it. It's just, I don't know. I feel like if you're happy and content with what you're doing and who you are and you don't feel the need to bombard into anyone else's totally. space, if anything, if you truly believe that you're living the right way, the best thing you could do regardless would just be to be an example to yeah. other people. Yeah. And, and what you say, like those DMs, they do, they're not helpful at all. Yeah. They will no. <laughs> never help. It's like, yeah. so it's just better if you, you know, feel that you are doing the right thing, then keep doing the right thing and other people will want to be around you. You know totally. what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. And I feel like when we, yeah, when we make decisions that are not like the people around us, I, I always say this, that I wish I would have told my, 17, 18 year old self this, like, it's okay that your life, it's okay if your life doesn't look like the people around you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if you're not married at 21, have two kids by 23, Mm -hmm. you know, a stay at home mom with no job. Like, that's fine if that's what you want, but it's also okay if your life doesn't look like that. Because if somebody would have told me when I was 17 that I was going to be 28 with no kids, you know, married to Matt, I mean, I didn't know who Matt was, but you know, that this was going to be my life. I would have been like, are you kidding me? I failed. Yeah. Like I failed because I didn't do this, this and this the right way. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do for the past few years. And it sounds cheesy, but it's like really just like listen to my gut and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll even tell Leif sometimes like I'll feel guilty for certain things. This isn't really the case anymore, but like a few years ago I would feel guilty about whatever. I can't even think of something off the top of my like head. having a coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, then I would really stop to think about it. And I'm like, I do not feel guilty for that. Yeah. I feel, I feel shame because of how I was brought up t- and I think I should feel guilty. Mm-hmm. But when I really take a like hard look at it, I'm like, I do not care at all. And yeah. I know that God does not care about that well, for me. So I'm just like, well, totally. And it's like, but you're just, for me, I had like the, just the, tr- not, I don't even want to say trigger, but just the reaction. Like if you do this, you should feel this. Even if I didn't, I was told to feel that way. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, I feel really bad if I get a coffee. Like even still sometimes I'll like get a coffee and I'll be like, should I like, should I feel bad? It, like, it's very I? hard to undo. Yeah. I think that's, it's so valid. Like it's so interesting and it's an experience that you can't 
fully grasp unless you. I know that that's the thing about like my producer, Nick, like we, we went out and we were talking about just being raised Mormon and Mormonism. And I'm like, there's so much nuance to it. It would be impossible for me to like sit down and explain like the, you know, the, the rules and what this means and why we do this and not this or why we were raised this way or all of these things. And yeah, you really, you really don't understand it unless you were raised there or like you've spent time in Utah. I know a lot of people who are like, have never been Mormon who have lived there. They still kind of understand the culture of it because that's the other thing about living in Utah. It's not, that's not really normal Mormonism. Like living in Utah is a completely, it's a completely different brand of it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Even when we moved to California and started like coming to church in California, I'm like, wait, this is so different than even church in Arizona. Like no one even cares. Like, like people dress differently where, you know, everyone's not like perfect and proper and stuff. It's just interesting how, um, it really does open your eyes. Like I said, when you move away and you realize that where you grew up is not the whole world and that it is, there's even different, cultures within the church wherever you are yeah so it's that's weird. very interesting as well it's weird it's just yeah I think that we're like kind of at the end of our run in Utah I don't know I mean we kind of are hoping to be here mm-hmm. um but yeah it's kind of it's kind of sad it's yeah. it's just sad to leave where you're from and then you start to remember I'm like wait is Utah the best you're place to like, live in the world remembering all yeah. the good things yeah about I'm like it. but we can't drive to Park City like whenever we want like all of that but um yeah, it's good. And I, I, yeah, I have a special place for Utah, obviously, but definitely. Yeah. But you're liking Orange County? I love it so much. Yeah. I was just telling you off air for two seconds, but like, I love LA. I will never be, you know, someone that's like hating on LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I love so many parts of it and I miss certain parts of it, but it's really nice now because I feel like I kind of get the best of both worlds where I come up here for work totally. and I can like go to my favorite spots and hang out with my friends who live here, do podcast interviews and stuff. And then go back home to a little bit of a slower pace. Totally. And we're closer to the ocean and um, Leif is very much like a beach person. So yeah, he yeah, really yeah. loves that. And um, yeah, I, it's just very like calm there. I'm always so impressed with Leif's. Is it Leif? Leif. Leif. Yeah. Okay. Because his Instagram was something. It's Nilla Leifers. The, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it's some, for some reason in my mind, I'm like, it's something that rhymes with yes. that. Um, but I'm always impressed by his participation and his commitment. My <laughs> husband is such a buzzkill. He will not be in videos with me. He's so, I mean, I shouldn't say he won't. Like if I ask him to, he will, but I'll always be like, Hey, we're going to do this dance. He's like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. He, I feel like, so Leif has always been a bit of a shy person, more mm-hmm. on the reserved side, but I sense that he actually loves the spotlight <laughs> a little bit. Like whenever I ask him to do TikTok dances, he's like, no, no. And I'm like, and he's I like, see but a what glitter are the, in what your are the steps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, show me. And then I do it. And then, of course, all the comments are like, Leif, like, he didn't have to go that hard. And I'm like, you love, yeah, don't you're lie. like, you, you are love loving it. this. Yeah. So no, that's amazing. I think he got it. I think, I think he got a taste of the fame. So, yeah, he just didn't want to have to like build it. Like, exactly. so he's just, you built it and then he's going to like hop on. Exactly. Yeah. So, is he, does he, what does he do for work? So, he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff for me. Mm-hmm. He helps out with like videos and stuff. He's very good at, um, video production and editing. Yeah, your all of your videos, all of your YouTube stuff is amazing. Thank you. So he helps with that. Um, we're also like starting another whole thing right now, just another business that we're working on mm-hmm. that he's doing behind the scenes stuff for. And then his brother actually just uh, moved to Newport as well. Oh, and so he's working with us and they might, they have a lot of things that they're like potentially working on. Right. But to answer your question, he just does 
a ton of random stuff behind the scenes. No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's he amazing. also he literally tells everyone he's a sugar baby, and he's like <laughs> kind of not kidding, but he's also no. That is yeah. that is my <laughs> ultimate dream. Besides host, I really want to judge a baking contest one day. That's my ultimate dream. Mm. My second ultimate dream is that I want to retire my husband. Like I would love for him to not work. Like oh, I would love, I love to. That. Yeah, like I would love to be the only one making money. Okay, how do I make $10 million a year so that I can Goals. do that? Absolutely. So do you guys, do you live by Chelsea? Yeah. So we live five minutes apart, which amazing. is amazing. And you guys have been best friends like your whole life, right? Since we were 15. And you guys, oh, so she's so from, obviously from Arizona too. Mm-hmm. We went to high school together. Yeah. Did she move to Utah with you? Um, no. So we actually started the podcast. Actually, we did live together in Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's like, I swear, I don't remember when I lived <laughs> in Utah because it was very fast. Yeah. So I only lived in Utah for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back home to Arizona, but we did move to Utah and live together for a few months while I was there. Um, but then we both got married and she actually moved to California mm-hmm. and I moved or er, wait. And then right when we moved to California, they moved to Utah and oh, okay. then they moved to Nashville. This was all for her husband's job. Mm-hmm. So they moved around a lot. And when we started the podcast, we were doing it completely long distance. Like oh, we did were? it long distance for, I think a full year. Yeah. And then they moved to LA right before COVID and everything hit. So right. literally the month before. What was your, what was the push to start a podcast? Cause you were doing, I mean, you were doing a bunch of other things at the time, right? Mm-hmm. You must've been doing YouTube and stuff then, right? Yeah. So it was like three and a half years ago at this point and podcasts weren't that big at no, the time yeah. like, at all. Um, and I was interviewed for a podcast actually, and I thought it was so fun. You remember which one? Um, gosh, what is the name of it? Something with an M. It's from Utah. I was a girl from Utah. It was like very long time ago. Oh, okay. Munchin. Um, Munchin with Moguls. Oh, okay. Do you I, remember that? that? I feel like I've heard of it. That just unlocked like a memory in my brain that I've also a Utah about. memory that's been that's been swept yes. away. Yes, <laughs> somehow there must be some trauma there or yeah. something because all of them are gone. We'll dig into that later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> She interviewed me for her podcast. I like didn't even really know what podcasts were. I never listened to them or anything. I got interviewed for that. I thought it was super fun to just yeah. like chat. And um, it was a few months. I don't remember how long after that. I was like, I should start a podcast. And then I was like, I would love to like do it with someone. Yeah. So I could like bounce off someone. Um, and I just was like, I should do it with Chelsea. Like how funny would that be? Because we just have like a great dynamic. At this point, it's actually funny because- um, we like no one really knew Chelsea and I were friends. Like I was an influencer, but she w- didn't do any of that stuff online. And whenever it's, you know how like your real friends, you have like no photos with them. Yes. That's kind yes. of that sort and, of like, thing. And like you've never hugged. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so every time I like saw Lucy the other day and I was like, don't hug me. <laughs> yeah. No, we hug like once a year. Um, but so we had like no photos together. I never really posted about her on social media. So it was kind of, I think, random to everyone else when we started a podcast. Right. Together, it's like, oh, and I'm like, no, this is literally like the closest My person. My best friend. Yeah. Well, I so, was dying at you because you posted that you, because you guys had a blog together in yes. high school, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I was, that is the best piece of like, podcast lore I've ever heard in my life it is so yes we had a blog called that's what we said we shortened it to what we said we're like let's start a podcast let's just do it it'd be fun um I texted her one day I was like you want to start a podcast with me she's like sure so we kind of started on a whim truly had no idea like what it would turn into at all there was no reason like when I look back I'm like there really was no reason other than I think Whenever I like start getting burnt out, I just like start a new project. Right, yeah. So I'm like, let's start a podcast. That sounds yeah. fun. And so it just started like that. And then yeah. it just has And grown. so how long have you been with Dear Media? I think we, it was like not even a year that we'd been doing it before we signed, before you signed with them, yeah. I think. Um, so it's been like over three years yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Because I think Dear, how old is Dear Media, Nick? Do you know? 
You must have it, met, it, it was at the very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning, the early days of it. Because I had, I was signed with a management team and they were like, oh, with like. DBA? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, I did get dropped from them earlier this year, which we can, we won't we can, talk about we that. We can or not? We can. Actually, we I, can. I, I feel care. like you've made the most of it because yeah. I knew that, I knew that you had gotten dropped, but you seem to be crushing it. Yeah. It, genuinely, I hate to be this cliche person, but it was like such a blessing for me. Yeah, and yeah. it actually like really lit a fire underneath me. I think it was the best thing that could have happened for me. But anyway, I had a call with them. I wasn't signed to them or mm-hmm. anything. And then they were like, oh, we're also starting a podcast network soon. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't. That was before the podcast or anything. Right, right, right. Then we started it. We didn't know what we were doing. We're like, how do we, like, is there potential to make money? We just didn't know anything. Absolutely. And I was like, I should call that girl back and ask her. She said they were starting a podcast network or something. So then I, I did. I emailed her and then she gave me the info. And then we met with your media and like signed with them. Because we're like, them. we have no idea what we're doing and you guys could help a lot. That's so. the thing about podcasting. It's like the wild west. Like, it is. And, and no one tells you anything. I mean, no. now, now dear media does, I shouldn't yeah. say, yeah. but like when I was on my own, I would seriously, I'd reach out to people. I would like, I just needed anyone to mm-hmm. tell me literally anything about it. So now whenever people message me and they're like, Hey, how do I start this? I'm like, I'll give you all the information that you want. This is what, this is the microphone you need. This is how you get ads. This is, you know, whatever. Obviously I, I was, I have never done brand outreach. So People kept telling me you need to reach out to brands to get deals. And I'm like, I have no experience doing any of that. I w- hadn't been an influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still not, but I wasn't then. So I had no experience doing anything and I could not get any information out of anyone. And it was bugging me so bad. So now whenever anybody asks me, I'm like, why would I not tell you? Like, why would I not tell you how to start a podcast? It's like, I think everybody should start one. Like I was telling Nick the other or yesterday that it's such a low risk creative outlet. It is. Like just buy a microphone, record, see if you like it. Yeah. And People are like, well, there's too many podcasts. I mean, can you imagine if somebody was like, don't write a movie. There's just like too many movies. No, that's that can be said for any industry. Exactly. Ever. It's so such I, a, an excuse. And if it's good, then it will then it will work. Like you just have to give it a shot. I just I hate the gatekeeping of any industry, but I've just no. I mean, probably podcasting because it's the one I work in. Mm-hmm. But just when people are like really shady about like how many plays you need to get ads and things like that. I'm like, tell them, yes. like, why not tell them? They're not like, going to take your ads. Yeah. Why like, is it a secret? Yeah. And, and it's I like, are you agree. like, are you not confident in what you're doing and you feel like it's going to get taken away from you? Like, do you feel like if they start a podcast, it's going to trump yours and then you're not going to have a job. Like just if you like your work and you feel good about it, then why would you not want to share that with other people? I you mean, know, that's the best mindset to have. Like that's the definition of an abundance mindset where it's right. like, you don't believe that like oh my gosh, the pie is shrinking. Like yeah. you believe that, well, that's good. I mean, I think what you just said, that's a good yeah. example of thinking like yeah. big picture. Well, I remember, I actually remember thinking this cause, um, I remember one week when I very first started last year, it was one of my very first episodes. You, you guys did the same topic that I did. Mm. You guys did like a roommates episode and I had done it and I was doing it the next week or something. Mm. And people were like, is that so annoying that they did it? First of all, it was a tiny ass podcast. Mm-hmm. I probably had like 500 listeners. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, no, I was like, also like a rising tide lifts all ships. Like the more podcasts do well, the more podcasts will do well. Yes. Like the bigger the industry, the more, the more potential there is for growth. Why would you ever want to be like, no, I want to keep it really small and I don't want podcasts to grow and I don't want other people to do well. And I don't know. So I do, that is, that is, thank you for pointing that because I suck at abundance mindset. No, that's, I suck at it. I know it can be really hard at times. Like I catch myself being so like, I'm like, why did that happen? Well, I always I, think, I always think it's like magic. Like I think like if I, I'm just like, if I focus really hard on abundance, my bank account will go up. Mm-hmm. Like I really like, yeah. and then I'll check my bank account. And I was like, why is there really? no money in there? I'm like, I did the abundance yeah. thing. I <laughs> yeah. thought about it. I really pondered on it. I follow Cafe Binge. I'm trying to, <laughs> why, is, why am I not richer? Yeah. But it, uh, 
yeah, it can be applied to more things, but I'm just really focused on that money one. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you gotta grow. Yeah, no, it can be applied to literally every aspect of life. Yeah. When you really get down to it. Like, yeah. it, it's better to just think of, the worst thing you can do is think scarcity because yeah. that, that just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's gonna feel. I, I can't remember, I don't know what the word is. Like, create more scarcity in your life, basically. Like, uh, oh, what's that word? Um, perpetuate yes okay like yeah. it's just gonna keep yeah it'll getting keep worse happening. and worse it's just like negative well, I, thinking. I, I feel that way with everything that's why i i've been trying to learn about abundance because i feel that way about like everything i do like even when i go out to dinner i'm like this is gonna end one time like we're gonna have to go home and it's gonna it's gonna, be, gonna be over and we're not gonna have enough fun and we're not gonna order enough food and we're not gonna enjoy it enough so like make sure that we really enjoy it and then you don't enjoy it at all literally it's yeah. like the opposite of being present yeah. it's like thinking about <laughs> the future and the past yeah it's horrible yeah. it's horrible so how is chelsea feeling she's days away she's days away at this yeah. point she probably had the baby not right now as we're recording this, but as oh, the podcast goes as the podcast up. Comes yeah, out. Yeah. Yes. This is, so this is going to be my first episode of 2022. Wanted to have somebody special on kick off the year. Right. So happy um, about it. Are you okay to talk about fertility stuff? Sure. Okay. Just how, how has that been with Chelsea being pregnant? Has it been hard? It started off kind of like hard mentally for me because yeah. I was like, dang, this is like, I feel like I've always been someone, first of all, who measures my self-worth by like my achievements mm -hmm. just since day one. I've mm -hmm. always been such a, I almost called myself a pet peeve, a teacher's pet. Teacher's I've always pet. been such a teacher's, teacher's pet, pet such a like <laughs> just overachiever in yeah. every aspect. And um, when I really get down to it, I think that's like what I think people will like about me is like, if I'm like really good at something, it's like, oh, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so that being said, the past like year before, while I was trying to get pregnant was also a really hard year for me because like my Instagram wasn't really growing anymore. Like I'd always just been this person where I'm like, I'm just such a high achiever. Like I go after what I want. I get it. It's awesome. And I started like for the first time ever really experiencing like failure after failure after failure yeah. where things I would try them and they wouldn't work. And I'm like, mm, what's going on? Like, like I thought, what is this feeling? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I thought I did a B and got C. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. working. And so I started getting really disappointed. This was also like, wasn't getting pregnant. I'm like, it's fine. Like I'm young. I'm not too worried about it. But once it got to like a year, I'm like, okay, maybe there is something like wrong. I don't going know. On. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of one of those things that even though I wasn't like, I need to have kids now, it, it was I was getting to be that way because I just wanted to like control something. Right. And you everything... wanted to like accomplish it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, everything is not going my way. And this one thing, it's like, I feel like, well, I can just get pregnant. That'll, you know, yeah. and that also wasn't working. And I'm like, this is starting to get really annoying. So um, at the beginning of the year of this past year, so 2021, um, like we got kicked out of our house. Our landlord's like, we're selling the house like on Christmas. And she's oh, like, you have to be out immediately. I'm like, Merry great Christmas. Surprise. Yeah. Happy Merry holidays. Merry Christmas. Leave in a day. Literally. So we like got kicked out basically. And you know, this is still during like the pandemic yeah. and everything's crazy in LA. We're like hopping around from Airbnb to Airbnb, put our stuff in a storage unit. We're living out of suitcases. My management drops me. <laughs> That's So all of it's basically just- Basically everything is going well. Yes. So everything is just- <laughs> compiling and again with my personality I'm like I am trash like at this point I'm like nothing is working mm -hmm. and I do I'm not accomplishing one thing that I want right nothing like I'm so annoyed and so I was kind of in that state and I had just gone to a fertility doctor and kind of like started to get the ball rolling and they had actually just told me I think it was the day before Chelsea told me she was pregnant that like there were some issues mm -hmm. and so I was kind of in like a down mood yeah um so 
it was hard for me at the beginning. I was so happy for her and like so excited, genuinely and deep you, down. And you could totally, totally tell that like you were so happy for her. Yeah. Like, I hope you know that like on, from an outside perspective, like just watching it through social media and not knowing you guys, like I could tell that you felt like really genuinely so happy for her. Yeah. And I just think that any, any woman who will talk about fertility, I know it's like, I know it's hard. I know it's hard for you to experience it and then to share it on top of that. I can't even imagine how many women it it has helped. Like just to hear, even, even if it's, you know, even if you're just in the thick of it, like just to hear that somebody you look up to, that somebody who you relate to, that you follow on Instagram has felt something similar to you. Like that's the power in having a following and being an influencer and the way that you've done it. It's like, you really it feels like such a, such a frivolous job. Like, oh, you're an influencer, but you really do help women. Like in talking about fertility is hard. And I just, I hope you know that, that like really it has nice. helped people. It's helped my friends who have dealt with infertility and miscarriage and all those things. Like you're just a person who's been open about it yeah. and that they have felt like they can relate to. And so I, I know that it's really hard to talk about, but I just, yeah, it's that really great me, that you've done that. That is, it does make it worth it. And when I get messages, cause sometimes like I have had moments where I'm like, I regret saying anything like because people are like, are you pregnant yet? Or this one girl last month, I I meant to make a TikTok. I just reminded myself of this. I should make a TikTok of it. I was going to make it in a funny way, but she, she DM me. She goes, congratulations. You're pregnant. I just know it with like all these hard eyes. And I'm like, girl, does she like have a meditation class where you visited her? I'm like, sis, (laughs) we don't know each other. I'm like, I literally just got my period. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, that's a TikTok album put on my list to yes. make because I think it's funny. If she hasn't made it yet, but, make sure you remind her. <laughs> yeah. But um, that being said, like I, yeah, when I get these messages, I'm like, oh, it, it does. It matters. It, it matters. And yeah. I'm like, that's great. And to answer your question, like at the beginning, it was just like a little bit of a hard pill for me to swallow just because I was so bummed that first of all, we weren't like experiencing it together. Like yeah. I remember after she got pregnant. I was like, I hope we, I can get pregnant in the next few months because we were doing fertility treatments. Yeah. And I was like, that'd be so fun because then our babies would be so close in age. And like, so I was super excited for her and also like kind of excited about the possibility of like doing it together. For sure. And then just month after month wasn't happening. And so I started to lose that dream. <laughs> and <laughs> like that um, dream slipped away. <laughs> yeah. And towards the end of this past year, I feel like I really got to like such a healthy mindset where I was like, I like when I see people announcing that they're pregnant, I'm not like, you know, it's not like a punch to my gut. I'm genuinely like, that's great. That's awesome. And that's like super exciting because I think that I have like figured out how to not place my worth there. I'm like, I just know it'll all work out how it's supposed to work out mm-hmm. because that's just been the case for every single thing in my life. Yeah. Like I look back and I'm like, I'm glad it happened. Like, even though in the moment I was so upset, I'm like, it just made, it made, I know it was supposed to happen that way. So I just stick to that belief because that makes me, I guess that just makes me feel more comforted. No, but it is true. It is true. I think it's in, did you read Untamed? Yes. I wanted to hate it. I really did. (laughs) I wanted to like roll my eyes at it, but I cried the whole way through. I loved it so much. It was so great. It was exactly what I needed when I needed it. And, um, but she talks about that just like every time that you hit like, uh, an obstacle or a rock bottom, like whatever you perceive as rock bottom, it's always a new start to something. It it's, a, it's a time to like be brave and start something new and you're not going to see it in the moment. But the minute you get past that, you're going to turn around and be like, oh, I see why that happened. Like that absolutely yeah. makes sense. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. All right, I know the stresses of running an online store. And I also know the stresses of trying to figure out how to ship to as many orders as you get. 
And ever since the beginning of running my own online store, I have used ShipStation. My favorite thing about it is that it's just easy. It just makes the entire shipping process easy. And also you save money because you can get discounts on shipping that you would not normally get at the post office. So if you sell anything online, I don't need to tell you that it can be super frustrating. There are so many carriers and a ton of factors that go into figuring out the best rate for each order. ShipStation makes shipping the easy part of running your online store so you can get back to doing what you're passionate about, growing your business. Easily import orders from every sales channel, whether that's Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website, and automate just about any shipping task, all from one easy-to-use dashboard. ShipStation works with all major carriers, international and local, including FedEx, USPS, and UPS. You can even get access to discounted rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. Are any of you running a Fortune 500 company? Because I'm not, but I would like those shipping benefits. But it's not only shipping easy, you can actually save money. No wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it as long as they're in business. It's that good. So make shipping the easiest part of your business with ShipStation. You can use my offer code BAD to get a 60-day free trial. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter the code BAD. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Definitely. And like, I, I think the past little bit, I've been like, wow, I like have such a great life and I'm so excited and about a lot of things. Like, why would I waste this time of my life yeah. just being like, I just wish it was different. It's like, it just isn't different. So, yeah. and that's easier said than done. And it took me a long time to get to that point. It's so normal when you're going through a fertility journey, because especially if like, first of all, you grow up, it's like having kids is the most important thing that's yeah, embedded that's in say, you. Yeah. That's embedded in you. And I do want a family and I'm so excited for it. And, and knowing that like, that could not be in the cards for me naturally or something. Like maybe it just yeah, won't it might happen. take some extra steps. It might take extra steps. Like that is a daunting uh, thought. And so it's so normal if you are going through it to just be like, first of all, feel like very upset when you see other people right. are pregnant because you're just like bummed. It's like, why isn't that happening for me? So how do you feel about people? Cause like I see it all the time. Like uh, women who have, gone through fertility journeys or miscarried or had something tragic happen with their pregnancies. Um, and they say like, don't post about your, if you're pregnant, don't post about it. Like they, they feel that way. Like I, and I'm always like, well, you can't take that away from them. Like if they're excited, like they don't like, want to see other people they posting don't wanna, about yeah, their pregnancy. Yeah. Like they, they ask people to not post about their pregnancies. Like I've seen people on their stories, like it's so insensitive for you to post about your baby or post about your pregnancy. When other, when people deal with infertility, you shouldn't even announce it. No, I think that's, no, I think yeah. that's a personal problem that you yeah. need to get through on your own because <laughs> yeah. I personally, it's like, you have to be self-aware enough to know that that's no one else's problem. And yeah. I'm not saying you're broken. It's your problem. No, but it, it's something in, but inside. It huh? is something that is your own like thing to conquer. And that's mm -hmm. not anyone else's job to like, um, tiptoe around you. Right. It's never in any case that's cause you could say that with everything. It's like, I could be like, well, I'm not growing on, Inst this is way less, let's not pretend they're the same thing, but it's like, well, I'm not growing on Instagram. So why are you posting saying, I just hit hundred K. It's like, good for you. Like you yeah. shouldn't be posting that. It's like, what? Yeah. You can't take away other people's happy moments just because you're not happy. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, it's like telling people like, Hey, I don't feel joy about this. So you can't either. Exactly. It's like and the it's most, it's so mean. It's very selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very selfish. And again, it's so normal to feel, even if you do feel that way where you're like, I had moments definitely where like, 
people would post about pregnancy. I'm like, oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like maybe get off Instagram yeah, for a few months. 100%. Like till, till you're feeling good. But no, I was, that's what I was going to say when you're talking about just how you were raised and that like kids and motherhood are like the pinnacle of, mm-hmm. of what you need to do. And I, I have felt that because I, I feel like I started my career late, which I didn't. I started the podcast when I was 27, which is not old, but I kept being like, okay, now I'm choosing, I'll never have kids now. I'll never have them because, and now I'm worthless because that was my only purpose and I chose to start a career. And now anything I do is dumb because I'm not a mom. And like rewiring that and being like, oh, I can do both of these things at some point, maybe if I'm like blessed enough to have kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And also it's amazing that I started this podcast and the career and all that and like finding worth in it. But it's hard, especially for women, not even, not even like specifically Mormon women or, or, you know, religious people, just women in general, it's like the, t- the clock is ticking. That's how you, right. people make you feel. I remember Taylor Swift like posted something about it. She's like, why do people talk about my eggs and my ovaries? Like, that's so weird that people talk about it, but just as women, it's like, yeah, that's great that you did that. But like, when are you going to have kids? Exactly. And it's like, I have worth outside of my ability to raise a child. Definitely. Yeah. I think that needs to be talked about more. I think it is being talked about more mm-hmm. in today's society, which I'm grateful for. And me and my friend were just talking about this because like sometimes I don't know. It's normal to like have fears. Like I've even had fears, even though I want, obviously want a baby. I have like had these moments of panic where I'm like, I don't want to lose my whole identity when I have a, yeah. when I'm a mom. Like I want to still work. I am such a passionate driven person. I'm like, the last thing I want is to have a baby and literally I have no, uh, nothing else besides I'm a mom. Not that moms aren't literally incredible. No, it's I, just, absolutely. it is a fear. And I think like a lot of people don't even voice that fear. Cause it's like, nope, motherhood is the most, you know, I yeah. don't know. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I talked to my friends about this who have kids and careers. Like, you know how good it would be for a daughter to see a working mom, like see you do both. Like it's, it's hard as shit, I'm sure. But the fact that you're going to do that and set that example for your kids, it's amazing. It and, is I amazing. I mean, and stay at home moms are amazing too, but I just know that there is a lot of guilt that working moms have. Definitely and I a think lot of guilt most, and shame surrounding yeah. it. And I think it's sure. the most incredible thing. When I see people doing both, I'm like, yeah, like my, like my idol is, is Amber filler up. Oh. Like I, don't get me started. No, my queen. My queen. I've. Do you want to look at how many times I've messaged her to come on my podcast? Probably five times. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, Amber, <laughs> I've tried. Anyway, but she, I'm like, how amazing. Like she's dedicated to both things so, so. Um, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. And like, I just love that her, I'm like, I love that her kids never met them. Yeah. Never, <laughs> probably never will. But that they get to see that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I think it's the most amazing thing. And yeah, again, I know it's impossible. I, worship moms like yes. I it doesn't make sense to me how people mother children no I think oh, it's the most incredible thing it, oh I completely agree I have so much respect and I think like that's even been something in the past few months like I was saying where I kind of gained my power back I felt like got into a healthy mindset where I was like okay I want to just have my own identity my yeah. my whole life isn't surrounded by when am I getting pregnant why isn't it working I'm like mm-hmm. I have an identity aside from that and also kind of going off what you were just saying like you know, maybe it's cheesy, but it's like, I want to set this example for my future kids now, even where it's like, Hey, when I was trying to get pregnant, I was trying really hard to get pregnant, but also I was like doing everything that I wanted to do and living my life on my terms and thriving because I want to be a good example for my kid. Like, I don't want to say that I was laying around all day, like sobbing about it because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and any life experience that you have, I feel like is going to benefit you in motherhood, no matter what, Mm -hmm. like going through all of this, like it's always going to just 
it's going to benefit your kids when you have them, like to know that you did all of this. And yeah, but I know it's, it's touchy and it's hard for people to talk about. It's mm-hmm. hard for people to talk about infertility, but it's so common. I can't even tell you how many friends I've had. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I was talking to my mom about it. She's like, I never had any, I never knew anyone who couldn't get pregnant. Right. I know, I know so many, it's so, interesting. so many people. It's probably like, in the water or something. 100%. I'm like, it's probably all the freaking hormones we yeah. drink. I know. I'm always something. like, it's the milk. It's, it's the something. hormones in the milk. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I, Wait, was it you? Did you post about Leif drinking a glass of milk? Was no. that you? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't think so. Would that gross you out? Would it gross me out if he did? Yeah. Mm, like I don't cow, like milk. Cow milk? I've never liked cow milk since I was like five years old. If I see like, somebody chugging a glass of cow milk. Jail. Jail. <laughs> No, literally criminal. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. I have never, like, even before it was trendy to be non-dairy, like, I've always hated milk. Straight up. So you were the original trendsetter. Yeah, so I invented almond milk. Wait, are you dairy-free still? Um, I'll eat cheese here and there. Yeah. You can't, to me, you can't, like, replicate. Um, I know. Are you dairy-free? No, we were vegan for a little bit. My husband's still mostly vegan. Mm-hmm. It's like the dumbest thing about us. Like every, like we went out to breakfast with some friends. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, we are the worst right now. I'm, I'm, I'm fun again. Like yeah. I will eat cheese. Yeah. We're actually going to John and Vinny's for the first time oh, after this. The best. I know I've never been. Oh, you're going to love it. I've actually only been like twice, I think, but it's yeah. so good. It really so I'm gonna is. I'm going to go, I'm going to OD on some cheese there. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't replicate cheese with a non-dairy option. You you really can't. Like it's you can get kind of really close. Really sick actually. But like. Have you seen the poor mozzarella? The Daya. First of all, why'd they call it? Da- Daya is the worst name. <laughs> no, I've always so thought that. Bad. Literally diarrhea. For, for a dairy replacement? No. Get out. Yeah, get out of town. It's actually really bad. They, they have like a poor. It looks like a little. Like, you know, when you get like cold pressed juices and like that, uh, that plastic bottle. Uh-huh. It literally comes out. It looks like milk. It looks like milk and you pour it on your pizza. Nope, and it, absolutely no, absolutely not. It's sick. No, because it's Daya, sick. Daya actually is the worst of them all. Yeah. That one is the worst. There's have some you ever had a decent. good cheese replacement? Um, have you ever had chow cheese? No. That's the closest that I've gotten. It's like a slice of cheese. I think like I would that, rather go no cheese. Yeah, that's what I do. I would, when I was vegan, so I went 100% vegan um, for like a full, maybe it was definitely a year. Um, I would get pizza with no cheese. I'm like, yeah. literally, I would rather just red sauce and bread and like put some spinach on there or something. I yeah, do not or like want, a mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not looking to eat that. Yeah, or like a sandwich. Like I'd rather have no cheese than fake cheese. Definitely. I yeah. always get like, if I get a vegan burger, I'll get no cheese because yeah. I'd rather have no none. Yeah, vegan. I was talking to Pia about this yesterday. Oh shit, what was I just going to say about, about being vegan? Oh, I was like, I'm going to be so healthy when I eat vegan. Like I'm going to eat so many greens and like I only ate, bread and sugar no like that was it i was gonna say my mom went vegan a while ago she's like i literally gained weight because all i would eat was vegan cupcakes because she would like make a new cupcake recipe like it's vegan (laughs) we're like it's not healthy i know or when i discovered when i discovered oreos were vegan yeah i was like oh my gosh and then i was eating only oreos like for days at a time yeah or i love like i actually really like the vegan butter replacements like those are really good i Mm -hmm. found a lot that i really like and I would literally just go get like a baguette and just eat a whole baguette <laughs> with like vegan butter. I'd be like, I'm so happy I'm vegan. No, and literally. it was not good for me. Yeah. That's um, very common. And Chelsea, isn't Chelsea vegan? Chelsea's totally vegan. Yeah. And she's vegan all through her pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. You just That's have impressive. to be more like, I don't know. I think it just takes more intentional like work yeah. and you can like get, you know, I think it can be very healthy for you. It's just a matter of like, I don't know, like you said, totally. if you're like a picky eater also, which I kind of am, like yeah. I definitely started out as a picky eater. I've gotten less picky over the years, Yeah, but it's like, then you are going to be one of those what people are you picky who's about? eating like, what, what will you not eat? 
Like the thing is, is that I didn't like major like uh, food groups. Like I don't like tomatoes that much. Mm-hmm. I don't like mushrooms that much. I don't like onions. Like there's major things yeah, where I'd be that, like, like, are in everything. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it's like I'd get a sandwich and I'm like, mm, just the meat and cheese. Like when it comes down <laughs> to like it. sandwich, no toppings, <laughs> yeah. just bread. Just yeah. give me that loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. So, but over the years, like I kind of like tomatoes now. I'll eat mushrooms here and there. Like yeah. I think. Your palate has expanded. Yes. Yeah. I feel that way as I've gotten older. I'm like, why do I like old people food now? Yeah. Like when I eat olives, like plain, I'm like, am I 50? Like, why do I love this? I'm starting to get to that point, but I also am still very basic. Like I have avocado toast every morning. That's fine. And I'm like, I try and like switch it up. I'm like, I should try and have a more colorful diet. I'm like, never mind. (laughs) I saw saw your post the other day. toast you got that was like terrifying terrifying looking it was so scary it looked like a foreign like it was all these pickled plant. vegetables on it it actually wasn't as bad as it looked but like when I got it I'm like hmm. like I postmated it and it said like avocado toast with some veggies I'm like oh great I got it I'm like you're like you got that's the whole a, rainbow yeah on here. you're like that's a little aggressive yeah it was yeah. a bit much and they're all different shapes yeah it was a lot no I feel like I at my core have the palate of like mm, an eight-year-old boy mm-hmm. like mini corn dogs my favorite yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. mini corn dogs dino nuggets <laughs> anything I can make in my air fryer like it's my favorite food group I always say like if it's beige it's my favorite food that's so accurate yeah like chicken and, tenders and fries like no in the air fryer are you kidding me <laughs> yeah. no I will I could eat like a bucket of dino nuggets like it's popcorn like oh, I would 100%. just go Oh, and movie theater popcorn, other favorite food group, anything like that. I do like to venture out, especially when we're somewhere like LA, like trying new cuisines that we haven't had, you know? But when I'm at home, no. I'll have grandma sycamore's bread and, and, you know, grandma's going to branch out. Yeah, I'm not trying to branch out. Yeah. Do you cook? Um,. I did. I used to, and I enjoy it every now and then. I do like to bake, mm-hmm. um, but Matt's a way better cook than I am, so he just that's takes nice. it over. Yeah, but I'm like a pot. Like I'll make a good pasta every now and yeah, then. Yeah, that's literally the only thing I can make is pasta. Yeah, I know. I was laughing at because I watched the Parent Trap the other day, and because I did a deep dive on Lindsay Lohan. Oh, tell which were you were for My Halloween? Um, didn't you post that you were her for something? I don't think so. Am I so, making this up? Maybe I mean, you just posted I, about her. I posted that like she's my doppelganger. Like people oh, yes. tell me okay. that a lot, especially when I was younger or even now they'd be like, you look like Lindsay Lohan. And they're like, no, no, no. When she's in parent trap, I'm like, <laughs> you're like before, six. The, before the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't know if it's a compliment. Yeah. Well, I just did my deep dive. So it came out a few weeks ago. So people already heard this, but there's only five years between uh, the parent trap and Freaky Friday for her. Can you believe that? Five. Yeah. Cause she's wow. 12 and then 17. Wow. Yeah, but she seems so much younger in The Parent Trap. Yes, she seems like she's like seven years old in that movie. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say in Freaky Friday, because people always tell me, you look like Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, the only similarity is like the red hair. But anyway, when I watched Freaky Friday, um, kind of recently, I rewatched it and I was like, I could see it. Like there were moments where I was like, I could actually see a resemblance between us. Yeah, like your coloring. Yeah, and and it like shocked me. Well, and just for the record, justice for redheads. Because Thank redheads, you. no, redheads are the most gorgeous people on the planet. And my friend Kylie, she's a redhead and she, who she's loved you forever. And she's like, JC was like the first girl that I saw who like had red hair. And she made That's me so, so she made me so confident in having red hair. And like both of you guys, it's same with her. She has like hair down to her crack and it's gorgeous and like red and flowing. I pray that my kids get red hair, but you guys went through it. You guys, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. How teased were you? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel and like it's, it's so absurd. It is. I feel like redheads. Well, I'm kind of a fake redhead. Like I am. I, I when I was little, I had like auburn hair. Mm-hmm. And then the older I get, it's literally brown. Now, like I look at it compared. So I dye it red. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, when I look at it compared to my roots, I'm like, 
but you you look like a natural redhead because you know I feel like it's kind of in right now to go like that dark red color and you can tell when it's completely unnatural yeah I would have never until I saw like your hair appointment TikTok yes I was like oh but like you look so naturally redhead yes well my mom's a redhead okay Uh, my grandma's a redhead my aunt Leif's mom, Leif's sister, Leif's brother. I'm like, we're bound to get redhead. That's amazing. We're all, we're surrounded I, I by I pray them. that my child has Merida hair from Brave. Just oh. like huge and oh red gosh. and curly. Like I, I am obsessed I would love with that. it. Do you want to hear what I heard about redheads that like was kind of offensive, but I was like, mm. they said, um, red hair makes hot people hotter and ugly people uglier. No, that's not true. You don't think so? No, I don't think that's true. Like if someone's like already not that cute and then they have red hair, it's like, eesh. But, who, but if like, they're like an gorgeous, example, like Ed Sheeran. Hate to, hate to say it. <laughs> the Ed Sheeran TikToks are my favorite <laughs> niche when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting across from Ed Sheeran. It's just like. They're, they're redheaded friends. They're like redheaded little brother. Yeah. Like they're, no, I, well, first of all, I like Ed Sheeran. No, I love red hair. I yeah. actually think like, even cause I feel like redhead boys are more made fun of even sometimes than redhead girls. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like, ooh, you're a redhead. You're a ginger. Yeah. But I actually think that red hair on anyone, I agree. Like, I personally love it. I think it's so cool. I think it's it's so so unique. unique. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have green eyes too? Uh, Yeah. They're like greenish Like green eyes when I, yeah, red hair, green eyes is like, that's my, that's my standard. That's my deadly combo. (laughs) That's who I like the most out of anyone. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that tweet was extremely rude and uncalled for. But yeah. there are times when I'm it's gonna true. I'm going to find them and I'm going to bully them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever want to cyber bully people? Oh, 100%. Sometimes I feel like people aren't bullied enough. Yeah. When some people. <laughs> what time Here's are the we? thing. What time are we at, Nick? Oh, at okay, perfect. When some people are like really mean, I've gone so back and forth about this because part of me is like, do not give them any energy. Like if people are mean to you, it's like, just leave it. They want attention. Just like leave that, leave it alone. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, no, you deserve to literally be bullied. Like yeah. if you're going to be that bold and say something to the, someone, the, you deserve I'll tell it. You, I'll tell you the demographic that deser- deserves to be the most bullied. It's like 21 year old straight white dudes on TikTok who like only stitch videos to make fun of women. Yeah. Like they need, like they need their inner circle to bully them. Yeah. Like they need <laughs> yeah. somebody close to them to really hurt them it's because true. it's, they're spending way too, like people who genuinely spend a lot of time, like making fun of girls. Like I see so many, I probably am on them because I probably am cyberbullying them. So my FYP thinks I want the videos, <laughs> yeah. but like girls in bikinis and they'll be like, no girls over 200 pounds in a bikini, like stuff like that. It's like, no, you, you need to be punched in the face. Yeah, like you, you need, need a swirl. You need your voice taken away. Yeah. Like, like you should not have a platform. No. You should be, those are the only people that I'm like, cancel them. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. If, like that, those are the people who I need less of in my life. It's true. And same with like, yeah, just people who have no, who are not in touch with reality. I'm like, you need, you need somebody to knock you down a few steps. Yeah. Like, You're- I'm not going to be the one to do it. But somebody needs There's to. There's a time and a place for bullying. Yeah. There is. There really is. As I'm like complaining yeah. about DMs I get, I'm like, Literally. but people should be bullied, just not me. Yeah, exactly. Just not not uh, girls. Don't bully girls. Yep. Um, okay, well, I feel like we covered everything. We cover, covered all of our bases. I know, I do feel like we need a, we need a part two one day when Chelsea's back. We'll, yes, uh, for sure. We'll, we'll double down, but yeah. um. Thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you Thanks so for coming much. Up that was all so the way. fun. I know. So come back soon. I know everyone's going to flood, be flooding my DMs and saying, why isn't JC on all the time? But you can hear her every week on what we said. And it's Tuesdays, right? Yep. Tuesdays and YouTube uh, Sundays? Uh, yeah, most of the time. My schedule's been a little off, but I'm pretty consistent on YouTube. Yeah, no, so. you're good. And 
please, if you don't follow JC on TikTok, please do yourself my a favor. My favorite platform. It's it's the best. I I literally could go through my texts right now and and I've sent your TikToks to all my friends because <laughs> I lay in bed and laugh at them. I'm so um, honored. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, let's do it again soon. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.